Okay, hello there and welcome to another Prawncast. Let's start today by thanking all of those who've jumped on Patreon. <laughs> hello to uh, those including Alexander, Country Accountable, Jean-Luc, Matthew Doherty, Cameron, Toby, Laura, Jared, Damien, Jack, Elizabeth, Angie, Tristan, Nates and Kyle who've all jumped on as patrons and we do appreciate your support. So I thought I'd start today uh, with a note that I received from one of my, my regular correspondents. And I think it's a, a bit of a telling comment when it came down to all of the shenanigans earlier this week with the strike that wasn't a strike uh, with as far as the trains were concerned in Sydney and New South Wales. Uh, Timo writes, Marcus, in my recent memory, I doubt I've ever seen a more ludicrous unnecessary, bloody-minded and poorly handled issue than the strike that wasn't a strike by the rail union. I just watched the RTBU boss and Minister Elliott on the news so caught up in their old left versus right enmity and game playing, they ignored and completely disrespected the people of Sydney. After two years of being told what to do during this pandemic, and dutifully following the rules to be shafted like that in the early hours of Monday by some bureaucrat who didn't understand what the Fair Work Commission was saying is just mind-boggling. To make it worse, Minister Elliott and Alex Classens weren't even there on Sunday night. No, apparently Minister Elliott was away interstate, and I don't know where Alex Classens was from the union. Anyway, uh, who was to blame? Well, the amount of backtracking that's being done by David Elliott in the last couple of days, I think it's pretty obvious. Hopefully, now that the New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has agreed to sit down with the union, we will see some progress, although I did note the union saying in the media that well, they're yet to hear from the Premier, and they're not quite sure which union uh, he claims to have uh, reached out to. Look, we can only hope that that's the case and that we're not, we don't see this protracted nonsense continue any longer. Something that caught my attention in the last couple of days was that unvaccinated anti-vaxxer billionaire Clive Palmer, the 67-year-old who you know, loves to run around the country spending his fortune, uh, providing us with the, uh, you know, what he considers to be the ideal health advice. Uh, remember this, and I, I put this post up on uh, the Prawncast Facebook page just the other day. We go back to the 19th of January in a story in Daily Mail where an unvaccinated billionaire, Clive Palmer, 67, claims he doesn't need the COVID jab as he is, quote, not in bad shape while launching Australia's most expensive political campaign. And we've all seen the ads. We're all sick and tired of them. Now, he was supposed to speak, Mr. Palmer, head of the United Australia Party, uh, in front of the Canberra Press Gallery just this week. On Tuesday, he was supposed to front the National Press Club, where he would give a speech and then, you know, uh, front up to Laura Tingle and, and other inquisitors as they ask questions. It's the, you know, it's the normal fare when you uh, make a speech at the National Press Club. We saw what happened with the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, uh, when he fronted the Press Club just a couple of weeks ago in that so-called gotcha moment by Peter Van Onslen and others. But anyway, uh, that's, you know, that's when we first heard of 
Barnaby Joyce and the texts and all the rest of it. Maybe, just maybe, Clive Palmer, and this is what I think the truth of the matter is. I think Clive Palmer got cold feet. I think one of his advisors got to him saying, Clive, you better not go. I mean, after all, they're going to quiz you. They're going to ask you a, a bunch of questions, and we don't want you looking like the complete dickhead that you normally look like. That's what I think has happened. Anyway, he didn't front up, but what about the excuse given? Incredible. Clive Palmer's scheduled appearance at the National Press Club was cancelled after he was directed not to travel due to displaying, yep, you guessed it, COVID-like symptoms. So his appearance at the National Press Club was canned after showing symptoms to something that he spent so much time downplaying. I mean, this is a bloke that doesn't believe in COVID-19. This is a bloke that's led, along with his mate Craig Kelly, a whole stack of misinformation campaigns regarding COVID-19 and the pandemic in the last, what, two years. How ironic. It's bloody hilarious, if you ask me. Anyway, let me know your thoughts on that uh, on our Prawncast Facebook page. There's been plenty of other news around as well, and uh, I'll get to some of it in a moment. But if you would like to leave uh, any comments on any of the contents, of course, make sure you give our page a follow. Uh, and uh, and also, obviously, follow us on your favourite podcasting platform. Now, speaking of podcasts, I was very excited to get a call from Isaac Butterfield, the Batsman. Um, he does a, a very popular podcast. Maybe you've heard it. No doubt you've seen some of his wonderful videos and the like. Uh, the Cancel Me Now podcast. Um, he's invited me to come on. There'll be plenty to chat about, and I'm <laughs> hopefully pick up some tips on how to make uh, what I do even better. Uh, I mean, he, he does very well. Absolutely. So we'll be on the Isaac Butterfield's Cancel Me Now podcast in the next couple of weeks. As soon as it drops, of course, I'll put a link up and all the rest of it, but I'd be interested to get your thoughts on that. And thank you to those that have already commented. We put a, a bit of a note up this morning in relation to that. No, I will not be having a, a crack at shaving Isaac's beard. Have you seen the size of the bloke? I like Joe Sampson's comment. Love me some hashtag butter prawns. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, Peter Taylor keeps uh, messaging me. Can someone, and he's also written on the page as well today, can someone please tell me when the pod is playing today? Uh, Peter, I will try and get them done uh, by around 6, 7 o'clock at night and, and upload it. Then we missed one yesterday. I've been a little busy, but we'll try and get them up and happening at around, uh, you know, 6 to 7 at night. Uh, what else? Who else has been? Oh, okay. Isaac just reeks of big 20s energy, says Leslie. Yes, we're all impressed with how edgy you are. He seems like a nice enough, a nice enough guy. <laughs> oh, he's good. He's good, and I'll be coming into his studio to have a chat with him next week. All right, um, now, what on earth is going on with the Prime Minister? It's one thing after another now. Um, distraction, diversion, look here, look there. Look, one thing I will say before I get into the whole idea of transphobic sports bills, just in relation to the shining of the light that I mentioned, uh, apparently, into a 
a PCRI, an Australian aircraft, by, you know, an alleged Chinese warship that was in international waters, but in our territorial area. Uh, a bit of research never hurts. Now, this Russian vessel, did I say Russian? Yeah, well, Russia and Ukraine, certainly on the mind at the moment, might. But this Chinese vessel, I'm led to believe, was actually a part of a, a mission of sending aid into a, <laughs> a natural disaster affected Samoa. Look, I may be wrong. I, I, I may well be wrong, but I'm sure I read that somewhere. Anyway, uh, again, Peter Dutton salivating at the prospect of getting on Sky News to talk up the old reds under the bed thing. Uh, he made mention of it last week. It's all died down a little bit now. But, of course, there was more talk in relation to um, communists and China with Chris Minns, the New South Wales Labor leader, coming under attack earlier this week. How interesting was that? <laughs> what do you make of it? For goodness sake, it was all over something that happened seven years ago. This is how desperate they are getting. That's right, seven years ago. It would appear that, the, and I hate, you know I hate using the term, but uh, the right, the far right, the conservatives, I mean, it's almost like they've got nothing, nothing at all left in the chamber but hyperbole and innuendo. And I, I'm, I made a note on the Facebook page, this is Exhibit A. Labor leader Chris Minns took a five-day trip to Hong Kong and China that was funded by a Chinese billionaire exiled from Australia as an agent of Chinese influence. Yes, indeed, folks. It was a, an exclusive from the Murdoch press, Mandarin Mins. Yeah. Communist Party funded Labor's China trip. Dear, oh, dearie me. Uh, this, and I won't go through all the details. You can, uh, you know, read it yourself. But it's pretty obvious that some sections of the media are well and truly getting stuck into the uh, let's help the conservatives, the liberal nationals get back into government mode. Um, are they doing it uh, in order to take some heat off Scott Morrison at a federal level? You bet your buck they are. You bet your ass they are. Men's dynasty. Oh, dear, oh, dearie me. I mean... <laughs> Some may say going on these sorts of trips is diplomacy. You know, others say, well, look at the track record of the Liberal and National Party. It wasn't Chris Minns or, in fact, Anthony Albanese or any Labor governments that sold off the ports of Newcastle and Darwin to China. No, it wasn't. Anyway, um, I wasn't surprised to see that. And there'll, there'll be more of these. There'll be more of these desperate types of uh, uh, attacks, stitch-ups done uh, by uh, the press in order to deflect and take the issues of Scott Morrison's in, you know, total and utter incompetence off the front pages. Um, so this was good, um, said to me, um, you know, the, the guy up there at the Gosford Anglican Church, apparently the, the father that does all these wonderful political statements out the front of the church, he's leaving there, but one of his best. Thanks, Rupert, but we'll choose our own government. 
Yeah, thank you for sending that in to me. And there's little doubt that that's, uh, you know, you can expect that that will be what happens leading up to whenever the hell the next election is. When do you think he's going to call it? When do you think the Prime Minister will call the next federal election? I mean, surely it has to be soon. And Ben, who uh, is one of my regular pests, only Clive, that is Clive Palmer, can save us from this ScoMo Albo train crash. Righto, Ben. Are you sure about that? Uh, Jaden says, I don't really see what is the issue with Anthony Albanese just because he has a nickname that was fabricated by Sky News, a heavily conservative news channel, mainstream media constantly tearing Labor apart when they are not the ones controlling the reins on a federal level. Clive Palmer has no interest for the common Australian, only for himself. It's why he no longer leads his party, as he has only been exposed for how vile a human MP he is or a human being he is, and on it goes. All right, so thank you for that, Ben. You really like stirring people up on the Facebook page, don't you? Absolutely you do. Um, and that was in relation to a, a, a brilliant illustration. I love my political cartoons, as you know, and uh, we put that up on the page. Waiting on a train, it was a, a, obviously a, a nice link in to the New South Wales train dispute earlier this week. I won't call it a strike. I've learnt my lesson, the train dispute. Waiting on a train. And there you have sitting uh, right at the in the driver's seat of train, which is marked election 22. Waiting on a train delayed. The Independent Commission Against Corruption at a federal level delayed. Uh, climate action. Uh, rats. And all it goes. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Unions, they're on time. China's on time. Albo's on time, etc. Anyway, uh, waiting on a train. That was really good. Uh, and thank you for your comments on that illustration on the Facebook page as well. All right. Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, has thrown his support behind a transphobic sports bill. The PM has supported a Tasmanian bill. Yeah, of course, uh, anything to do with. Transphobia is coming from Tasmania, for God's sake. He's thrown his support behind this bill that would allow sporting groups to exclude transgender people from single-sex sports. On the campaign trail this week, ScoMo threw his support behind Tasmanian Senator Claire Chandler. Now, Chandler's proposed bill aims to amend the Sex Discrimination Act. The proposed private members bill will amend the Sex Discrimination Act to allow for trans youth to be excluded from single-sex sports. The bill would clarify all the important stuff, you know, all the the real issues that Australians need dealt with right now. Can you believe this nonsense? Again, it's a distraction. You know, uh, divide, divide people. Get people arguing, you know, get bring out all the, you know, the the phobias. Next thing you know, it'll be a, an attack on some other minority. Anyway, the bill would clarify that the operation of single-sex sport on the basis of biological sex would not be discriminatory and totally legal. Its current working title is the so-called Save Women's Sports Bill. That's right, because women's sport is under threat 
from the literally millions of trans women who want to play in sport, for goodness sake. I mean, talking about, you know, it's all very well to campaign in a marginal seat down there in Tasmania, but I can't think of any other issue that's more marginal than this rubbish, can you? I mean, for goodness sake. Anyway, ScoMo says, I think it's a terrific bill and I've given her great encouragement. Claire is a champion for women's sport and I think she's been right to raise these issues in a way that she has. Well done, Claire. All right. Well, Equality Australia has called for the state Senate to reject Senator Chandler's private member's bill in its entirety, calling it what it really is. And I think, look, I hope you agree with this. It's cruel and divisive. Do we have to go through all of this nonsense again? You know, we've already seen such rubbish under this current government when we went through the same-sex marriage bill. Anyway, if you want to leave your comments, uh, please do so below under the podcast uh, link here on the Facebook page. Meanwhile, Australia will immediately introduce sanctions, including travel bans on Russian individuals, as ScoMo labelled Russia's move on eastern Ukraine as, quote, an invasion. The invasion of Ukraine has effectively already began, said the Prime Minister at a press conference in Sydney. Australia has always stood up to bullies and will be standing up to Russia. It's unwarranted. It's unprovoked. It's unacceptable. Look, I know that's true. What he says is right. Uh, The way Russia are advancing their interests, I mean, some of that rhetoric that we heard out of, you know, that Russian rhetoric almost sounds like we're, you know, reverting back to the 1950s, where Russia wants to reclaim all of its territories in Europe. Now, (laughs) that should send alarm bells going off absolutely everywhere. And it did. It absolutely did. Uh, They say that Russia is at peak readiness to now complete a full-scale invasion of the Ukraine, and that is likely to occur within the next few days. And there are even reports already showing things of that nature, which could indicate that it has already begun. Uh, They were talking about red flags and the possibility that Russia would advance across the Ukrainian border under a so-called false narrative or red flag incident or issue, which it could then use to justify moving troops across the border. Look, they're talking about sanctions. I don't know, uh, uh, certainly the United States, the United Kingdom, maybe the West in general, with Australia included, can try and uh, dissuade Vladimir Putin from his expansion into Ukraine by the use of sanctions. But I think it would take a united effort, uh, united effort. I mean, all very well for uh, the prime minister to say that Australia would in, impose sanctions, including travel bans and financial bans on both Russian individuals and entities to punish them for any invasion of the Ukraine. But do you think Vladimir Putin will toss and turn at night and lose any sleep over what the Australian prime minister says? No, I don't think so. Look, we can only hope and pray that any advancement by Russia doesn't occur and that the, uh, well, the United Nations and the West 
apply the necessary sanctions. I just hope it doesn't get um, into a military conflict. Nobody will win a military conflict except for arms dealers and those that usually profit of military exercises. Anyway, if you want to have your say on that, let me know your thoughts down below. I'd love to, to read them a little later. All right, well, that's it for today's Prawncast. Thank you for listening and downloading. If you wouldn't mind, if you're able to, uh, throw a bit on Patreon for us, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.